Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Support WrestleTalk. Donate on Patreon. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Wrestle Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Ramble Podcast. I'm Ollie Davis and I'm joined by Chopper Pequenel. Hello, hi, how's it going? That's what you're going with. What? You've got... What do you want me to say? You've got tomorrow's NXT. I've got tomorrow's NXT. And you've got Saturday's... Weekend Ramble. Weekend yeah. Ramble. And then you've got Monday's Stomping Ground review. Oh, I do, don't mm. I? Yeah, I, I only remembered that, that as I was saying yeah, it. Yeah, forgot about that one. Yeah. So you need like a... Although that will be a special, so I guess you don't have to do an intro, outro for mm, the podcast. That's true, yeah. But you've got nothing for the catchphrases. But I don't need catchphrases. I'm such a charming personality that I can get over without catchphrases, Ollie. God. What you could do is put on a horrendously annoying voice <laughs> and roll every single R in a word. Are you referring to Randy, Andy? I don't Getz? know who I'm referring to, Pete. <laughs> referring? Referring. Now I'm... X-Factor voiceover guy, <laughs> Rachel Adodoji. Um So yes, we have received a lot of complaints we have. about Andy's uh, super chat producing yesterday. I don't know mm. what happened. No, it was he, he, he uh, suddenly. Something. It was we we had no idea he was doing it. Like no, he was going to do it. All. No, I just thought, oh, Andy sat down. Here's to a another fun wrestle ramble, <laughs> and he he just started to present everything in a very over-the-top, annoying, grating... And that would have been fine for, like, the first few. Yeah. But he kept it up, I mean, for an accumulative 25 minutes. And it got to the it's point almost where... almost impressive. I couldn't understand what he was saying. Because yeah. he rolled every R. <laughs> um, but, yes, we've I've, I've spoken to him. He won't be doing that again. <laughs> Uh, we we had a lot of of negative correspondence. He, he came in the office this morning. First thing he said to me was like, "All positive feedback about my voice that I did on the did he? he knew obviously yes, he'd seen good. the comments. I well, but, I told uh, him to look at the comments. Yeah, because yeah. when he I, he got in and I was like, "Have you uh, have you seen the comments on yesterday's video?" Yeah, and he was like, "No." I said, "They're all negative about your voice. <laughs> like they're not even talking about the." 
the the stomping ground being no, in trouble. Exactly. No, which was the point of the video, <coughs> Randall. Yeah, I, I I will take partial blame for him doing that voice though. I think it might have been me that uh, uh, not told him to do the voice, of course, but I did mention to him at one point. I was like, "There's sometimes when you read questions, you're a bit uh, quiet, yeah. so you should." pick up your voice a little bit because sometimes it's hard especially for podcast listeners to hear what you're trying to say on the podcast because mm. sometimes you kind of tail off when you're reading questions so I told him to maybe something can you just pick up your voice at the end when you're reading questions I don't know how he took that to mean I should roll my R's <laughs> and do a presenting voice but yeah so I'll take 5% of the blame for that I'll give you 10% 10% we'll stick at 10 okay you're 10's a terrible fine. negotiator I know yeah <laughs> um, the <laughs> Yeah, the, and the, the the problem was like I could see this because he he was annoying us, <laughs> but we can't live then say Andy, can you stop doing that voice? Please? Are you saying we can't just say shut up, Randy? Yeah, because I mean Luke usually does. Yeah, he does. But, but I don't tend to like to do that. No, you know, in, in front of everyone. And I thought there was a bit of, in the back of my head, going, but he'll stop soon, right? <laughs> <laughs> he'll, st- <laughs> he'll stop eventually. Public burial because of this is a ninety-minute show. Yeah. There's no way he can do it all, yeah. uh, but he did. He did. And then, yeah, I, d- I did have to say to him one point, "Stop rolling the R's. I can't hear what you're saying." Yeah. Um, but he, he just carried on with the presenter <laughs> voice. Just carried on. So yes, we've we've fixed that going forward. We have. And and structurally, we're gonna move. So we're only going to do five minutes of Super Chats mm-hmm. after the first discussion point, And then we're cool. going to do all of the Super Chats at the end. Nice. Because that's just... If you just want to listen to the review portion, you can you won't have like a 15-minute chunk in the middle that you have to get yeah. annoyed by. That sounds good. <coughs> like that. So uh, let's get into some emails before we get into the, uh, to the show. Mm. Uh, we've got one. I'll save that one for the NXT one because it's more about Laurie. Um, so we've got a, uh, a follow-up. Um, from Wacky Crespo, uh, who I did on one of the... Yeah. I think it was either the Raw or the SD one last week. Um, and we said that Wacky was definitely not his first name. Um, so he's emailed in again and said, Hi, P, Ollie, Laurie, Simon, who I forgot. Luke's still doing his Peru things. And why does everyone say hi to Andy in all of my emails? Just uh, just say not, just, just say na- not and, to Randy. And Andy, name it. redacted. Um, I said... Screw you, Blake Ham. And screw you, Blake Ham. There was no Blake Ham in this one, unfortunately. Has he got but, back in touch? Uh, I feel like he might have. Because I'd, I don't have it on me right now, but I, I'll have a check. Cool. I just don't and, want to uh, cyber bully by accident. It's all meant in good faith. Oh, no, faith. no. It, no, he, uh, did I not? I thought we did it on the last There was ramble. one, but it was it was a vague emoji. Oh, no. Like, I didn't know if he was joshing. No, he's emailed after that. Oh, yeah, he I has. I haven't heard that. Oh, okay. I'll I'll see if I can find it for the outro then, and we'll we'll talk about it then. Cool. Um, but uh, yeah, Wacky Crespo sends in and says, uh, "I send this email to say that yes, my actual name is not Wacky. That's a nickname I I've had since I was ten. It literally means nothing, and nobody remembers why it was given to me. Uh, also, I want to say that you guys reading my message brought me so much joy, and let's say not the best of times. So much that I finally decided that it's time to lose weight, something I have been pushing back for some time. I currently stand at six foot one, two hundred and sixteen pounds. That's uh, one hundred eighty-five centimeters this and is where ninety-eight we need. kilos. This this is where we need the announcer voice. <laughs> Weighing in <laughs> at ninety-eight kilos. Uh, this September, I will go on. Er- I will go on Erasmus program to Utrecht in the Netherlands. Yeah, Erasmus maybe? is a, an exchange, yeah. international university exchange mm, program. That I did know. The 
Utrecht, I haven't heard of uh, in Netherlands, uh, but he's going uh, from September until February next year. So I intend to drop to 180 pounds or 82 kilos by the time I come back. By that time, I'll start training wrestling under the A-Kid, that guy with five, oh, cool. the five stars against Zack Sabre Jr. Mm. and Will Ospreay recently. Uh, this weekend, he will be facing Pete Dunne. Uh, I know that training will be hard while I study a joint degree in journalism and international relations two hours from home every day, but I will try my best. Got to travel two hours. Two hours from home every day to Oof. do his uh, joint degree in journalism and international relations. Uh, much love to you guys, and specifically you, Pete. You are such an inspiration. Ah, That's very nice. Well, thank you very much, well, that's, Wacky that's, Crespo. Let's not lose for... sight of the guy who made, made it all happen for Pete. Yeah. Yeah, which let's, is... Let's not yeah. give Pete yeah, all the all right, credit. All right, Shane. <laughs> Celebrating yourself just constantly. Yeah, with no WrestleTalk news today, folks, we're, we've got an Ollie Davis celebration segment. Ollie Davis celebration segment, uh, yeah. With all my goons. <laughs> uh, but thank you very much for your correspondence, Wacky, and I hope you uh, hope that goes well with your uh, with your weight loss. Yeah, you? yeah, knocking out on. the park. Go for it, man. Generic uh, motivational phrases. Hang in there, kid. <laughs> Uh, we've got. Uh, we, I will save this one for the outro. Should we just get into the show now? I, should I just say I, I I got an email yesterday that made my heart skip a beat. Okay. From Luke Owen. Oh no! Really? <laughs> well, he. I mean, I I showed you the video. Oh but, yeah, that um, one. I, so the the time difference is way off. So this was probably early morning for him, mm-hmm. but for us it was seven p.m. in the evening, as p.m. tends to be. <laughs> and I because I haven't heard from him for like. 10 days yeah. and sometimes I don't I take for granted how much I see Luke yeah and I've you know we've been getting along okay actually workload wise without Luke um, but when his name popped up on my email you know when you really really are into a girl or a, a, someone of you, you fancy <laughs> at school or something and you're just you're just hanging on there you, when you get a message from them mm-hmm. even though it's not romantically involved yep. your heart just jumps out your mouth yep that happened to me yesterday when this email came through. I was like, oh, Luke, I'm going to miss you. And just like, <coughs> hey, boss, greetings from Peru, currently having a beer after coming down from Machu Picchu oh. or Machu Pikachu. Oh, my God. The four-day trek was effing tough. Yeah. I've attached a video intro we recorded from the site if you if you want to use it, and that's on today's WrestleTalk news. That is. Of them all saying support WrestleTalk from... Uh, just in front of Machu Picchu. And then there's no attachment. Ah, nice. And then there's another email two minutes after. I'll send it when I'm on better Wi-Fi. Yeah. Which was seven hours later. Oh, wow. Uh, 20 past two in the morning. So, yeah. So, yeah, if, if you miss Luke, um, either head over to the YouTube channel and, and watch mm-hmm. today's news because it's got a little video with him. Or just watch the live Wrestle Ramble video because someone's mocked up a picture of Luke on a llama, which we're using as our background today. And it also says Yowie Wowie on it. Yeah, and you can you so, see the fiend in the background? Yeah, fiends, fiends chilling. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm assuming this is also a character from Fire, Firefly Funhouse, the llama itself. Mm-hmm. Um, haven't got a name Larry. for it yet. Larry. Larry yeah. the llama, of course. It was Bray um, Wyatt's NXT developmental phase. Of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's get into the show. Uh, we're going to be reviewing SmackDown. And did Alexa Bliss just shoot on Bailey? Pew 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 pew. Here's the show. Alexa Bliss and Bailey in a moment of Bliss segment was good. 
What? Yeah. It was great. I'd say it was even better yes. than good. Best it thing was on the show. Great. Easily. Best thing on the show. Well, easily. It was the best thing on the show. It. I saw Moment of Bliss with Bailey tonight, and I went, oh, for God's sake, you've got to be kidding me. Why? Why are they doing this again? They've had so many segments with Alexa Bliss and Bailey that have just failed, and I was like, and they're going to have Nikki Cross there. It's going to be awful. But no, it was great. Started off with Alexa Bliss coming out and continuing her feud with coffee, I guess. Yeah. People who bring her coffee. The, the people mugs? who have the mugs. Yeah. It's very strange. Um, not a great start to it. But then uh, she said, where's my coffee? And Bailey came out carrying coffee. And I was like, right, that's going to set the tone for this, this segment. And this yeah. is going to be awful. Um, but it picked up. So uh, it started off with Bliss saying that, <coughs> never say anything mean about you, Cross, on Twitter. Don't worry. I'm not mean. And Bliss was like, yeah, you are. I was like, right, cool. Yeah, this stuff still. <laughs> but then, 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 Alexa starts firing up. She cuts like a pretty much a shoot promo on Bailey, uh, calls her out for a time in NXT. And Bliss was saying how she was, she felt worthless and people made her feel like she didn't belong in NXT. And everyone in the locker room was against her. And she turned to Bailey, who was the nice one in the locker room. And she still made her feel worthless. The only one who gave her any time of day was Charlotte. Just name dropped out of nowhere. And then, considering that, you know, didn't really lead to anything in this show, that makes it feel very shooty, just name-dropping out of nowhere. It was a wonderful detail for realism. It was realism. a really good yeah. detail, yeah, really good detail for it. And then she says that Bailey's not a hugger, she's a liar. And it was like, oh, is there some sort of, like, truth to this? I kind of took myself back for a second, I was like... Because we know there's been a bit of tension between Bliss and Banks uh, from long ago. The two constantly around it on Twitter and blocking each other and God knows what else. So I don't know whether Bailey was kind of part or like associated with that back in the day or something. That just got me thinking about it. And then they just carried on it. It just kept going up with like the intensity in this promo. Because Bailey started firing back, saying that she's manipulated Nia Jax. She's manipulated uh, Mickey James. She'd never lie to her. She just can't handle the truth. And the truth is that she's not a goddess. She's an entire princess who doesn't deserve a damn thing and i was like okay this is going somewhere this is yeah. great and then alexa fires back again and she goes no no no, i'm not entitled i'm just better than you bailey yeah I was like, oh that's such a good line and these are really well delivered lines as well the content's great the promos are great and then uh, Alexa, uh, sorry, Alexa came back and said that, and then Bailey comes back again saying that Alexa just grabs onto anyone that's there, but Bailey's never had to rely on anyone. And then Alexa comes back with a great line saying that she's just a placeholder because she peaked in NXT. I yes. was like, oh, that hits me right in the feels. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Because, yeah, so much of it was tied to real life situations mm -hmm. and stuff that has been rumoured. Like, these aren't just kayfabe workings with, with people blocking people on Twitter. The rumour is that there is some source of genuine backstage tension between Bliss and Sasha Banks. Mm -hmm. Sasha Banks and Bailey are obviously very good friends. There are ways that this could be real. Yeah. I mean, personally, I think it's just in a world of WWE where everything feels so scripted, when you just have someone brilliantly delivering lines, it feels... It feels like a shoot, Absolutely. like it is. It, it is real. So it probably it's definitely a work shoot, in my opinion. But that that last line where you peaked in NXT, mm -hmm. that was such a great heel line mm -hmm. because, like you said, it hit uh, us fans, Bailey's fans in particular, 
right in the feels. Mm. And she followed it up with, you're just jealous of me because I've had the career that you always wanted oh, to Bailey. And I like, so good. And I thought, that's true. Yeah. Like, it was always Alexa getting these pushes mm-hmm. when Bailey was the chosen one in NXT. And it's, it's, it's kind of like how the main roster differs from developmental. In developmental... It's all the geeks and the people mm-hmm. who love wrestling who who get over and get mm-hmm. the pushes. But on the main roster, it's really the pretty people. Yeah. <laughs> like Roman Reigns is pushed mostly on his look. Yep. A lot of the women are pushed mostly on their look. Alexa is part of that blonde women like division that Vince really likes and yep. pushes more than other people who don't fit what his mode of pretty is. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, this was this was an excellent excellent promo that didn't start out good but it just got very good near the end and bliss and bailey has now gone to one of my most anticipated matches this weekend see that's in it that's where we differ because Ah. i thought this was a fantastic promo and i was like this is really intense this is great stuff then afterwards, after they got really intense and Alexa delivered that line, like you said, of just like, I'm having the career that you always wanted. They started brawling, which was a, another nice touch. I was like, yeah, awesome, great. The, the tensions bubbled over. Bailey hits her with a forearm and they start brawling a little bit. Nikki Cross comes in, pulls off, pulls Bailey off Alexa, says, no, get mm. off her. And then Bliss punches Bailey, lays her out, and then Cross looks a little bit like, ooh, conflicted. And then the two of them walk away. And then I just kind of came back down again and I was like, God, this could have been such a good feud, but this is, for me, this was too little too late because this feud, if it was just Bliss versus Bailey, and this was the promo they had to kickstart their feud, yeah. this could have been amazing. This could have been a top-notch feud of the year if this is where they started and built from it. But this, this as a go-home angle is good, but then you've got the whole Nikki Cross storyline, and I kind of came down from the high mm. I was on from the promo just being like... Oh, they've, but they've got all the Nikki Cross stuff that they've yeah. just been doing for ages. And I just I just had a, a massive calm down off it. But I still don't care. Like, I, it's still really bad. Like, the whole Nikki Cross <laughs> thing just completely marred it for me. Nothing against Nikki at all. Mm. But just it just reminded me of all the story that they told so far for it. And as great as the promo was, I still left the end of it just being like, oh, I just, I want to care. I just don't. That is the problem that, w, that, that Alexa and Nikki Cross storyline is, for me, fundamentally the worst told story in the company yeah. just because it's the cat that that's not their characters mm. and uh, yeah th- there's enough there there's enough material there with bailey and bliss as we saw in their one-on-one thing really in the moment of bliss segment for them to just have a feud based on not liking each other mm-hmm. and wwe are overbooking it with oh but alexa's got a birdie and th- th- we-, we spoke about it last week this obviously wasn't the original plan. The original plan was for Alexa and Nikki to go for the women's tag titles. But for whatever reason, they said, ah, no, this Raw star Alexa is going to go for the SmackDown women's title sometime after uh, Money in the Bank, mm-hmm. I guess it was. So, so yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying. Um, and the, ne- the Nikki Cross thing is an unfortunate addendum to this feud. Mm. But I'm just I'm just happy for these two for finally making something work because yeah, it is widely true. attributed to Alexa Bliss's "This Is Your Life" segment yeah. that killed Bailey. Yeah, that killed Bailey two years ago. One of the worst segments in recent WWE history, up there with the old day. Mm-hmm. It's it was it was a painfully unfunny, overlong segment, 
that genuinely destroyed and derailed a character. Yep. And Bailey never recovered. No. Nope. And she was she 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 was she wasn't super over, but that's what dropped her off uh, the momentum cliff. But yeah, <coughs> other than that, I am looking forward to their match. But maybe that's more of an indictment of the rest of the Stomping Grounds card. That's true, yeah. I think I'm probably looking forward to this match more than most others, but I think that's probably because the bar's so low anyway. Mm. But uh, yeah, this was a very refreshing segment to not have... Because this felt like it wasn't that scripted. Mm. Granted, it was one person talks, one person talks, one person talks, one person talks. But it was like one line, one line, one line, rather than two minutes of promo, (laughs) two minutes of promo, two minutes of promo. So this felt much more snappy and it felt more real for them to just insult one another, just line, 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 line. It felt chaotic and it felt unscripted. Mm. Granted, it still was, but it was refreshing to not have a 15-minute Shane McMahon promo celebrating himself. I mean, we got that later anyway, but this felt nice. This felt refreshing and this felt new. And it was great, as as you said, for Bailey and Bliss together to have something that works. This felt great because I was expecting nothing Mm. out of this segment and to have them come out of it being like, that was great, is such a nice feeling to have. And it's because Alexa is such a good promo. Oh, yeah. She's she's really good at acting, but for whatever reason this year, just hasn't worked at all. Uh, so I'm glad it's it's kicking off. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. We've got to do our Patreon shout-outs now. So thank you very much to the $25 a month or more Patreons. Patreons. Let's have a drink. Christopher Travis Merryman. Whee! Pops. Scott Howard the Duck. Praise him, Jonathan Priestern. Yeah! Yeah. Priestern! Uh, Big Bulls Billy Buner. Bueno. Bueno. Yeah! Yeah! (laughs) I can't even read that from here. Crinius the Killer Clown. Yeah. Damian Wayne Wilson Fisk. All of the comic book names. Tantalizing Travis Manctolo. He's so tantalizing. King of Super Chats. Jay-Z. He's certainly up not there. Chat. Not that one. Shimmy Gangot, Zachary Robert Crowley Barros. That Whoa. is a long yeah. name. Love it. Boom, boom. Cult sample. Yeah. yeah! Very nice, very nice. Duncan. Just Duncan. Woo! Woo! Yeah. yeah! And finally, butter me up, Sir and Nord. Woo! Yes! Thank you very much. Let's go over to Andy Randy. Andy Randy Datsun. Andy Randison. Andy Randerson. Andy Randerson. With Randerson the su- su- Gallows, su- super yeah. chats. I was just about to say, you're going to mention that if you've got Luke on a lava talk. <laughs> yes. of, uh, and also, it's amazing. No one can spell Bailey. Wow. How are they spelling it? B-A-L-E-Y, B-A-I-L-E-Y, B-A-L-Y, B-A-I-L-Y. Yeah. D-I-S-C-O. Yeah. R-E-S-P-C-T. Yeah. Yeah. W R E S T L E T F A B U L O U S. Not to not to put pressure on you, Randy, but mm. uh, we're we're having a new format change. Oh yeah, we are. Just five minutes of super chats in this part. So five minutes of super chats, and then we'll do all the others at the end because a few people were also like, uh, maybe this, it sort of interrupts the flow of the show, and we never put a time limit on the super chats mm-hmm. in between the main discussion point and the full review. So five minutes now. Go. Jobber JJ starts us off with Hello Ollie, I've been a patron for a few months now, watched all pay per view reviews, and now I've upgraded to $10. Very much enjoyed the content. Thank you. Awesome. $10. Well, thank you very much. You'll enjoy the Wrestle Ramble extra. Uh, sorry, Ramble Club. Ramble Club. Next, yeah. next Friday. Mm. Thank fun. you very much. Uh, Jamie McAllister says, My first super chat, Defo, my favorite YouTube channel. Ah, oh, thank, thank you. Very thank you very much. You're our favorite person called Jamie McAllister. Yeah, absolutely. He's up there. He's in my mm. top five. Yeah. Michael Dominguez says, Hey, Wrestle Friends, I don't watch WWE for fun. Now I watch to predict each of y'all's commentary and reactions. I'm getting pretty good. <laughs> Texas loves y'all. Well, yeah, but we love Corbin now. Bet you didn't see that coming. <laughs> Come on, Corbin. Let's go, Corbs. Tim Arndt, Big thank Bazza. you very much for your uh, lovely donation. That sounded like a roll of the R, Andy. Oh, it's just it a natural way of talking. It's definitely not. Dial it back. Thank you. Jobber JJ says, do you think that the 24-7 championship will play into the wedding? Because Maverick 
did cheat to win. Yes. I Well, I really hope it does anyway. We'll get on to the, the 24-7 title change when we do the full review of the show. But uh, I really hope they have a segment where we just see Drake Maverick get, getting married and R-Truth just like comes in and rolls him up down the aisle or something. That would be amazing. The veil lift. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. Think yes. That I, writes itself. Drake, Drake gets to the altar. He pulls... He's like, wait. And he unveils the veil and it's... It's our truth there. Yeah. And then he looks and the vicar is a referee. He's like, <laughs> yes. oh, no. And then but I don't want him perfect. to actually do that for his real wedding. No, I hope he gets no. a good, an actual wedding. And the entire it. congregation is all the jobbers from like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the undercard chased him off after. Yeah. Writes itself, yeah. Um, what's next? Michael Dominguez back in to say Triple H and his guys versus Shane Midcard for control of WWE. I've no. no interest in zero that. interest. No, nope, I don't not want at to all. See a Shane Triple H. Sorry, feud. Michael. Ooh. Sorry. Though they did set it up at Survivor Series 2017, so wow. you know, long-term booking. <sighs> Kratos, forgotten son. Today is my birthday, <laughs> so I would like to give you a small gift from me today, which is his super chat. So thank Aww. you very much, Kratos. Thank you very much, and you your Kratos. wife, who are both patrons, and they are both fantastically lovely. I spoke to both of them. That's, That's awesome. It's the wrong way round, though. Oh, what? it's my birthday. Have a gift. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, that, but thank you, Kratos. Well, mm. we've already give him, given him the birthday gift of us yeah. and the yeah. ramble. So, mm. you know. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Pablo, Happy birthday also. Pablo Hernandez mm. says, Hey, guys. Future Pledge Hammer here. I'm looking to watch back through the Attitude Era with my roommate. What's a good starting point? P.S. Ollie saying, Pika, I love it. Pikachu! <laughs> um, so uh, the starting the get, no 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 this is I, I know this it's the Raw before WrestleMania 13 and then only watch the Stone Cold Steve Austin Bret Hart match from yes. WrestleMania 13 and that will that I mean that's that's it that's when Raw got good back then that's when it started to put all those characters in effect uh, you, you move away from the Undertaker. Lex Luger or whoever it was, Sid Vicious, possibly in the, in the main event. Can't remember in the cage, uh, but yeah, that's that is widely regarded as as the best place to start for Raw in the Attitude Era, and also one of the best <coughs> WrestleMania matches. Straight yes, up. Yeah, yeah, but also the worst WrestleMania. Yeah, <laughs> Mammoth Mitten says, "Got a free super chat, so time to show some love." Ooh, a free ah, super chat. How does that work? I don't YouTube know. just dishes out super chats. Possibly, yeah. Like Could be bets. similar to uh, I know uh, Twitch does something similar with if you have Amazon Prime, you get a free subscription. Mm. Um, if mm. you have Amazon Prime, you can just gift a subscription, and the creator still gets the money for oh, it. Oh, so, cheers! Yeah, well, thanks. Well, thank you. Thank you for that. Appreciate yeah. it. Uh, KJ says, "Call me crazy, but I want Dolph to win. I know that Dolph push is five years too late, but I want him to win and have that world title reign he deserves. He's already had one." You're crazy. Yeah, you are a bit crazy. It should have been me. It should have been not him. It should have been me 10 years ago. And yeah. lastly, for this five-minute segment, we have got Jeffrey Pridemore, who says, we don't need stomping grounds. WWE already metaphorically kicks their performers' asses and have taken some of their names. Yes, That's they have. good. That's a good joke that I w- I'm going to probably steal, <laughs> probably steal for a news. Sunday. <laughs> Sorry, Jeffrey, but uh, we will we'll credit you. Ah, no, we won't. <laughs> we it's will. Really Ollie won't. No, we came up with that. Yeah, we were just spitballing ideas. Wait, you created that. 
I created that. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, cool. So thank you very much for your super chats. You. We'll get to the rest of them after the full SmackDown review. Uh, so SmackDown kicked off with the New Day coming out mm-hmm. for a promo. And I here I know he, he returned last week and he did this then. But I was just overjoyed to hear Big E's Ah, this place. Wherever they were. Los Angeles? I don't know if they were still there. They were there last week. No, they were there for Raw. Don't know if they were there for SmackDown. Uh, But yeah, a lovely reaction for the new day and Kofi. They come down, they have a few jokes. Big E made a joke about now wanting the final hour of SmackDown to be freaky hour. (laughs) And it's going to involve a slippy slide. And that's when he got cut off by Dolph Ziggler. But then I was like... I completely forgot that <laughs> Raw was going to have a dirty, gritty third hour. And that was barely a month ago. That was absurd when they first mentioned it. And I knew it would die a quick death. And it did. And they've Three ju- weeks. they've just swept it under the rug and just hoped that nobody, nobody remembered it. But Big E's here <laughs> to remind us all. No, yeah. This is what we did. Biggie is the Deadpool of WWE. (laughs) He is, yeah. Love Biggie. But then Dolph came out and he interrupted them all and he just, you know, did all the usual, nothing new Mm promo-wise. Steel Cage means you can't have Biggie and Xavier at ringside. It was Xavier who stopped me becoming champion at Super Showdown. It should have been me. Should have been me. Yep. Uh, I think the first part of this promo was actually pretty good from Dolph. Like, it wasn't anything too crazy, but it was a good, (coughs) well-delivered, intense promo. It was nice. Uh, Kofi got serious back at him, which was great. And he was like, hey, maybe you forgot. I started my run at Elimination Chamber. Mm. I know how brutal cage matches can be. I'm ready for Super Shadow. And I was like, cool. That's a great way to end the promo. They didn't end the promo there, though, because Dolph went back and just repeated everything he just said again, which was a bit annoying. Uh, and then they said, oh, and don't forget, you've got Xavier Woods tonight as well. And I was like, well, yeah, but promo should have ended like five minutes ago. Mm. Come on, guys, just get to the match now. But I, uh, I, yeah, Dolph is a really good promo he is. in his emotion and, like you said, his intensity. But there's, I just don't buy into him, unfortunately, exactly. because he's, it's been, it should have been him 10 years ago. And he's not saying anything new. <coughs> However, I did like the Xavier versus Dolph match. Mm-hmm. The match itself didn't go very long, but just the fact that they're having it, and you, because Kofi's in a faction, you can spin off matches around the champion and not have the challenger champion match, but have that match through proxies. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm such a big fan of factions in wrestling, because you can keep storylines going, but not do the same match every single week. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I, I, the way Woods... Although psychologically it was a bit off because a babyface is cheating to win essentially at Super Showdown. Yep. That did build a Xavier Dolph match. Yeah. So that was good setup and payoff. Yep. I'm a fan of that. It was very nice. Um, yeah. So they they had a fairly standard match. The two of them uh, started just after um, after the promo they cut, and uh, <laughs> it, it was fairly box standard to start with. Then Kevin Owens and Wild Card Sami Zayn. Uh, came down to interrupt, and they attacked Kofi and Big E on the outside, which led to all four of them being ejected from ringside. Uh, so I guess they just wanted a way to get rid of Kofi and Big E. It carries on the Owens and Zayn feud with them because they're fighting at Super Showdown, at Super Showdown at Stomping Grounds. Time to go ahead and take names. Um, so it was a nice way, I guess, just to get rid of them, equalize it so it's just Xavier Woods and Dolph Ziggler in the ring. I was okay with it. 
had an ad break, and then the match got pretty good, I thought. Yeah. Picked up a little bit. I, I'm just a big fan of Xavier I'm Woods I'm a huge in general. fan of Xavier Woods. Uh, th- there's a moment, and this is... So he lifts Dolph above his head. <sighs> Proper gorilla press. And, and Dolph isn't that much bigger than him. No. It's not like Cesaro picking up Braun Strowman no. the night before. But I would argue Xavier got a bigger pop for this here <laughs> than Cesaro did mm. for the much more objectively impressive feat of picking up Strowman. Yeah. And it's because Xavier has such a natural baby face aura about him that the crowd just want to believe in him and they want to cheer for him. All you have to do is give them a few things to cheer. Mm-hmm. And this is one of them. So I just thought it, it encapsulates Woods' appeal there that did uh, and, and yeah he's, he, he should get his own single stuff more I'm not saying break him up from the new day I'm saying let him go on a, an intercontinental title chase I'd love that mm. yeah absolutely love that 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 gorilla press into a gut buster looked awesome <coughs> looked mm. really cool the crowd got really into it but then Ziggler came back and hit a super kick on the apron Xavier did a great sell like flying off the apron almost did like a flip almost landing on his neck on the outside it was great got him back in hit a zigzag stood him back up and propped him against the ropes hit another super kick to get him the win it's a good match I liked it I really liked the finish because yeah, it was ple- just the way Dolph put Xavier's hands over the ropes like like Xavier was almost trapped defensively like he should have had handcuffs on it felt mm. like that's kind of exposure and Dolph super kicking him from that position just made it feel more brutal and maybe again that's just because I'm so into Xavier as a baby face that these moves feel more affecting but I think it's also down to Dolph there being a very good heel and it, yeah it made it made it feel a bit more intense and blood feudy and the perfect drive to build Sunday's pay-per-view match. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I would still argue, though, that I still don't care for their match on Sunday. But that's more to do with the fact that I just don't buy into Ziggler yeah, that's, at all. Everything else has... Yeah, like this feud, there's nothing wrong with it. Mm. It's the last 10 years of Ziggler yeah. that's, that's the problem. Exactly, yeah. yeah. I would also potentially argue that this built more for a Ziggler-Woods rivalry that I want to see. I want to see them get like a proper pay-per-view match because I think they can have a really good one. I'm not really interested in seeing Kingston Ziggler again because mm. I, I think I, I saw a record that it's the most wrestled TV singles match in WWE history. I don't really want to see it again. Yeah. I watched it consistently for like three years, <laughs> from like 2010 to 2013. That was five years ago. <laughs> yeah. but, I mean, there could have been a great story there. They could used have to wrestle over the mid card here and mm. now they've worked their way up. Yeah. But that's not what's happened. No, not at all. But... Uh, then we got a raw recap of Seth taking out everyone with a chair of doom. A... Smackdown continues its run as the raw recap show. You never get, or if you do, it's very rarely, recaps of Smackdown on Raw. Yeah. It's really bad. It's weird, so, isn't it? Smackdown is the literal raw replay show, even though. Raw has more time to play replays <laughs> from SmackDown. <coughs> yeah. We're back on the dark timeline again where SmackDown just isn't as important. Uh, but it does set up the... We're not saying don't have Raw recaps. We're just saying have SmackDown recaps or stuff worth recapping on SmackDown to do on Raw. Yep. Uh, the this, this went backstage next where it was the B team and Shelton Benjamin waiting outside Baron Corbin's office, who seemed to have his own name bar graphic as his office sign. I don't even mind that bit. The bit I mind is Baron Corbin has an office? I just, yeah, I didn't mind any of it. I thought it was quite funny. It, it does turn into something very funny, but it was just the first visual of them queuing up and seeing Baron Corbin's over. I was like, 
Why does he have an office? He doesn't even have a position of power anymore. On SmackDown. Yeah, yeah, on SmackDown. What is happening? Wildcard. Wildcard. Yeah, yeah. he didn't actually appear on the show no. visibly. So does that does mean... he count as a wildcard? He was there. Or it's insinuated he was yeah. there. Uh, but the B team are, are very excited. They're like, oh, we, this could be really big for us if we get to be the special guest referee. And Shelton Benjamin, like, I really enjoyed him here. He was mm. just like, what are you talking about? He'll take anyone because Seth's beating everyone up with a chair. I like that... Shelton was smart. Yes. And he wasn't, you know, just didn't make me think everyone's idiots backstage. Yeah, I mean, that kind of got <coughs> undone later on, but we'll get to that. That's fine. The door opens. Matt Hardy walks out, gets a huge pop because yep. he is over. Yeah. Despite everything WWE have done <laughs> Somehow, to him. still over. And brilliantly says, you're next, Shelton Benjamin. Uh, no, goddammit, I you said it You screwed up the line, Ollie. You're next, Senor Benjamin. That was great. Yeah, it was a really nice touch. Great touch. Very cute. Yes. Very uh, then so. we got the moment of bliss segment that we've already mm-hmm. talked about. Then Apollo Cruz is backstage mm. looking for Andrade. Mm-hmm. And I got accused of being pretentious and rolling my R's for Andrade. I, d- I, d- I didn't even know I was doing it. You're not very good Andra- at rolling your R's. Andrade. 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 Your R's turn into L's when you do it. Mm. I'll just say Andrade. 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 Oh, by the way, can we... Un- we just quickly say massive condolences to Andrade because his mother and aunt have died in the last week, and so oh, he's probably gee, really? a bit longer. His aunt as well. Yeah, his Oof. aunt died wow. this morning uh, apparently. Oh, so yes, wow. uh, thoughts out to him. Yeah, so that's <coughs> very unfortunate. Well, he he appeared. Well, Apollo was talking to Vega here, mm-hmm. and then Vega's like, "You're flirting with me," and he's like, "I'm not flirting with you. I don't know why you wouldn't be." And yeah. uh, Andrade just jumps out of nowhere and takes him out. I got so, very excited for this one. It was great. And it did surprise me a little bit, though, when Cruz was just like, hey, you're here. Andrade can't be too far away, right? And then she was like, oh, yada, yada, kind of talking on. So he knows that Andrade's got to be around somewhere. But Vega distracts him with her womanly powers or whatever yeah. it was. And then Andrade, yeah, just came out of nowhere, just hit him, slammed him into a crate. And I was like, yeah, Andrade's back. <laughs> yeah, love it. Yeah, it'd be good to, I mean, I hope this becomes like an actual serious feud that mm. could build into a mid-card title shot. I'd love it. Because, I mean, those two having proper matches could be something quite spectacular. Absolutely. On the pre-show. Yeah. And then Chad Gable is still taking notes backstage. Why? <laughs> What's it? What? What? It's been two weeks. It, it could go somewhere. Could it? Could it go somewhere? It could also be completely dropped. This could also be it. I have <coughs> never mentioned this on any podcast before, but... This is a thing that happened that I still remember to this day because it was so ridiculous, was after the Nexus broke up, the original Nexus Mm. broke up, Michael Tarver was seen backstage on his phone in repeated segments for about three to four weeks and then dropped. Yeah. They just saw it in random backstage segments. He was just there on his phone, just like glancing and then like texting on his phone. And I was like, ooh, leading to something. Ooh, nothing. Yeah. So I think it's just going to be this. Chad Gale was going to be there and then he won't be there. We we've got we've got many uh, features that are sort of ongoing on the website, you know, like every all the title reigns, Mm -hmm. who's injured at the moment. Maybe we should have one that's every storyline that's been dropped. So many of twenty nineteen. So many. Uh, The next match was Heavy Machinery versus the B Team, and this was made by Daniel Bryan and Rowan on commentary. They were fantastic on commentary. Well, Bryan was fantastic on commentary. Rowan didn't say anything. Rowan didn't say anything, but. So this was the build, uh, Brian and Rowan and Heavy Machinery's tag team title match this weekend. And yeah, Brian was just great. 
He was so good because he was making fun of heavy machinery and saying they're rubbish, but somehow also putting them over. It was amazing. He kept on saying, look, heavy machinery are amazing. They're an amazingly talented act. Look at those guys. But they don't take it seriously. I'm serious. I'm the heel. Yeah, so he's elevating everyone. That's the that's the masterful art of wrestling promos, where you feel like you're trashing someone, but actually you're building them up. Exactly. So if you beat them, you look better. If they beat you, you've saved some face. It's yeah, masterful stuff. Yeah, um, I, I, I love. There's one line from Brian that he makes when they were making their entrance. And they uh, started doing the old arm wave thing that the Bushwhackers used to do. The commentators mention it and they're just like, oh, paying homage to, to the Bushwhackers. And Daniel Brown was like, that's, ju- that's just my point. They're paying homage. Wh- hey, were the Bushwhackers ever tag team champions? No, I don't think so. They were jokes their entire career. And that's exactly what Heavy Machinery on. I was like, that's such a... Yeah. It t- just ties everything in to be able to just trash opponents consistently. Because he took it away from the Bushwhackers and just directed it straight back onto Heavy Machinery. And he was like, no, don't talk about them. Yeah. Talk about our opponents that we're having on Sunday because I need to build them up kind of thing. Directed attention straight back. Love, Brian. So this, good. This was more of a match to get Heavy Machinery's offense over, though, mm-hmm. uh, because their their spots are so good. Yeah. I mean, it's mostly Otis. Uh, Otis, it started, I haven't seen him do it before, but I'm sure he has, where one of the B team are punching him, and he just starts hulking up, <laughs> but hulking up by fractionally vibrating. Yep. So it's not the big hoo, 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 Hulk Hogan pump. It's... I'm just slightly just vibrating. Just shaking, yeah. yeah. And everything starts jiggling. It's great. Yeah, it was a, it was an excellent bit of physical movement. And then, you know, he ran wild, hit the caterpillar. Ma- heavy machinery, and they won. Heavy machinery just looked really good. Yeah. And part of that was because Brian was on commentary, making them seem that way. Absolutely, yeah. Just goes, it shows how important commentary is. Like, imagine if that was the caliber of commentary from the three people on that team. It would be incredible. Uh, then... I, and I love this. Mm-hmm. Seth Rollins turned up and just hit both of the B team with the chair of doom mm-hmm. because they were queued up outside earlier to become the special guest referee. And that's what he promised. Anyone who's in line for that special guest referee spot, I'm going to kill him with my chair of doom. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he followed up on it. <laughs> From out of nowhere, I guess he was a wild card? Or did we he don't just know show how up? These work. Champions can go anywhere, according to Kofi. So sure. maybe he isn't. Anyway, yeah, it was cool. Just beat them both down with the chair. I guess that means he also needs to now go beat up Matt Hardy and Shelton Benjamin. But somehow I well, don't maybe think they turned it down. Maybe they turned it they down. They were in the queue though. So and Shelton was very on board with it with what mm. he said. So <coughs> maybe those are YouTube videos. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, let's be honest. Shelton Benjamin and Matt Hardy were only there for the purpose of that one joke Absolutely. that someone thought up <laughs> over the weekend. Uh, but I just this was an awesome surprise. And I was thinking, why does this feel so big? Why does Seth Rollins feel like such a huge star here, but on Raw, he does admittedly feel a bit tired? And it's because Seth, this is Seth's first time on SmackDown for three years. It's insane. It's insane. Because we've had... A, f- a couple of Kofi Kingston, or I think it's a few now, actually. Quite Kofi few, Kingston yeah. appearances on Raw, because they want, they bring the WWE champion over. But they've never had the Universal champion go over to SmackDown. Whereas this was the first time. He just showed up out of nowhere, not announced. It wasn't there to try and, you know, bring up ratings beforehand or anything. He just showed up with his chair, and it was consistent with his character, which was really good. I think that reveals, as well as the replays from Raw, 
but not SmackDown being replayed on on Raw. That it just shows how little WWE think of SmackDown compared to Raw. Yeah. Uh, then we got Shane McMahon arriving backstage in a limo and Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens run up to him right away and they're like, Seth, just he's going crazy and, and Kofi's just a bad person. Yeah. Uh, and Shane books a two out of three fools match. Just, again, same thing as Raw, just chucking stipulations and stuff. Just be like, uh, we can't have a normal tag match. We do that <coughs> all the time. Two out of three fools, go! It's like they've gone pin crazy. It's like, okay, we're only going to have three matches on this show, but how can we have 17 pins? All right, this six man will be an elimination. That's five pins. This will be a five out of seven fools match. (laughs) No, five out of nine. Five out of nine? I don't know. First to 20 fools. (laughs) First to 20, yeah. So an Iron Man. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, that was a bit... I just don't see... We'll come on to that later, I guess. Yeah, we will. Uh, But I did enjoy Sammy, who is the only guy who really properly addressed the wild card. Yeah. He said, look, I'm a guest here from Raw yeah. as, a, as a wild card. Mm-hmm. And they're doing all this out there. Yep. Sammy. Sammy's trying. He's, he's trying his best. Bless him. Uh, Alistair Black still wants a fight. This was a really generic promo. And it was such a come down of <coughs> last week. Because last week's one, you, got, you started to see something. And you were like, ooh. This is building to something. When he uh, he asked the guy to open the door mm. for him, and he was screaming at the door, just like, please pick a fight with me. And he was really intense. You're like, this is really cool. And then this week he was like, I'm going to I'm gonna have a fight with someone. And when, when they do, whew, it's going to be bad. It's like, oh, come on, man. Like, where's the where's the yeah. fire? Where's the intensity you showed last week? I don't know. Again, I want it to... I don't, I don't even want our truth to run in this time, like no. we were speaking about last week. I want him to finish, look really intense, and then... Alistair, dinner's ready. <laughs> Come downstairs. <laughs> Mom, I'm being moody in my room. Dad, can you hear me? Uh, but the, the only thing that was slightly different was a slightly red light on his face. Oh, that... So it wasn't just dark. Yep. I guess that means he's angry because it's red. Shane McMahon time, everyone. He comes down to the ring. Elias just joins him while Shane McMahon's music's playing. But Drew McIntyre gets his own music. Because he's a wild card. (coughs) Oh, was that why? Okay. I'm Pritcharding, but... Um, They go down to the ring and Shane doesn't let Greg do the... Greg Hamilton do the big best in the world intro because tonight's about Drew. I thought I've written here about time. And then Miz comes out and Miz is such a good promo... He he made this okay, I thought. It, sure, he introduced a video recap of the previous night, but that was to make Shane look stupid. There was, was a character reason that made sense for him mm-hmm. to introduce a video package. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, yeah, it was a Roman beating up Shane. And yeah, I, they, they did a few slow-mos of Shane getting speared mm-hmm. and Miz had a great line I didn't know it was possible to sweat more in slow-mo <laughs> yeah so that, that was, was a nice line um, I think we might differ on this bit do you not like it? I hated this mm. I hated everything about this this infuriated me because Miz and Shane aren't feuding that feud has finished they've moved on from it they haven't referenced it and now there's like oh by the way this feud is still this feud still exists the stuff that Miz did here was great. This was great material. And when he fired up towards the yeah, end, and, it, and he called him out and he said, this is my fault because at the World Cup, at World Cup, which is definitely still not the name of the event, 
He said that this is my fault because I got injured. Shane <coughs> stepped in and he won and became the best in the world. So it's my fault he's on this ego trip. I started this journey, so I'm going to be the one to finish it. And I was like, that is such great material for a feud that's already finished. Like, it's Roman versus Shane. That's the feud mm. you've got. And then you've got Roman and Drew on Sunday. It's not even like Miz is a part of this at all. It's like, why are they giving Miz all this great stuff when it doesn't build to anything? I got so mad at this. It infuriated me because I was like... He came out and he talked about Shane hogging all the airtime. I was like, well, why did you just come out and show us two video packages of Shane McMahon then? Like, to humiliate I, him. Yeah, but it's more Shane McMahon airtime. That's what he was just complaining about. This, I hated this. I hated this so much. I think maybe Miz got me through just because cause I, I, I don't, I've got no, I don't mind people feuding with people when they're not in that feud. I know you say that the, the Miz-Shane thing's finished, but you could say that about a lot of stuff, like Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. They would always still feud, even if they weren't in a feud. Like, that, you know, their, their, their little three-month programs concluded. A couple of months later, they're in a six-man ladder match. It just comes down to them to boom, 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 because there's the history there. So I didn't mind Miz coming out. I see your point. Hmm. However, I'd say you say that. They finish their feud, and six months later, they're in a ladder match. This is three weeks? Four weeks? Well, it, it follows on from last week's segment where Miz was also sort of screwed over by Shane. I, I think Miz doesn't actually have a storyline at all. He's on yeah. Raw. He's yeah. not like he's not even meant to be Wild on SmackDown. Wildcard Miz, yeah. I guess, over here. So his storyline is actually still involved with Shane McMahon. And it's unfortunate because Miz is better than that. Like he deserves his own feud. Yeah. But really, he's just another body to put in there to build up Shane versus Roman Reigns, just like Elias is, just like Drew McIntyre yeah. is. Uh, yeah, I think I, th my frustration comes from that. Mm. Right? But this is a segment I, I didn't have much of an issue with, uh, particularly because I thought it, it came off quite good in the end because McMahon said, uh, well, it's going to be a tag match, not a handicap match, but it will be a handicap match because you've only got 10 seconds to find an opponent, Miz, mm -hmm. and who should come out from underneath the ring but our truth was funny. The awesome truth are reunited <laughs> as a tag team. <coughs> but then, just because he couldn't help himself, mm -hmm. Shane goes, okay, well, it's a tag team elimination match. <laughs> just more pins. More pins. We more need pins. You we want need wrestling? Em. You're going to get so <laughs> many pins. We're not going to give you the same match every week. We're going to give you the same match, but with a different stipulation. Yeah. Woohoo! Change. Uh, then it went. <coughs> it went to a break. I think didn't go straight into the match. It did the iconics are walking around backstage? They walk past AOP in the corridor. They do. Who are a boot? Um, They're a boot again. AO and then AOP. Just quickly before we mm -hmm. move on to the next bit, they. Uh, I think it was Akam said. I'm glad we caught him before they left, which I assume is in probably in reference to Corbin. Because there's lots of heels talking to Corbin about being the special guest. Rebe that's fine. Haven't heard Akam talk before. He has a ridiculous voice. <laughs> I couldn't understand. Yeah, it was it's quite mumbled. Worse than Lesnar's. It's it doesn't fit him at all. They really need to keep him quiet. Because I heard his voice and I was like, I had to rewind it because I was like, please don't tell me that's mm -hmm. his actual voice. Because then I heard it again and I was like, ooh, ooh, no, they should they should not. That. It doesn't fit for a big hulky guy like that. That's why they need a Paul Ellerin. Yeah, that's, they need someone. They need a the manager. <coughs> um. Oh. So yeah. 
Iconics kept on walking past AOP and they run into the Kabuki Warriors, mm. Asuka and Kairi Sane, with Paige. Paige, yeah. And Paige says, hey, I've just made a, a match in Tokyo for the Japan tour. And if Kabuki Warriors beat you, they'll get a title shot. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, that's going to shift all the tickets, isn't it? <laughs> Who could care less about My that? My God. I mean, this was a cute segment because Kyrie Sane's in it. And she looked at everything through a telescope, which was hilarious. And I love Kyrie Sane. She looked at, I think it was Billy Kay to start with, just looked through the telescope and just went like, looked down at the telescope, mm-hmm. really almost like disgusted at what she was seeing. And then when Paige mentioned the tag team title, she zoomed in on the tag titles that one of them was holding. And I was like, that's hilarious. I love Kyrie Sane. Don't care about this feud. Don't care about this match. And yeah. Paige and the Kabuki Warriors just, just doesn't go. fit. It just, just it, don't go. It, it, it feels... It feels like a hate crime. I, I, I don't know. I don't know why I'm offended, but I'm not offended by it. But it just doesn't feel right. It feels like I'm watching something from the eighties. Yeah, it's, it's uh, not good. So it came back, and it was the awesome truth. The the team that ran roughshod over WWE back in 2010, 2009? No, it was later than that. Well, it was The Rock's return, wasn't it? Was. It was. So it was in the build to WrestleMania 28, yeah. so it would have been 2011, I want to say. okay. Yeah, so R-Truth and The Miz had the honour of having The Rock's first match back yeah. after he left for Hollywood. Yeah. Which is weird. Uh, I loved <coughs> Awesome Truth. Yeah. I was so into them during I, that run. Yeah. So when they good. were serious. Yeah. yeah. Loved them. Um, anyway, Shane is just a constant source of irritation here. He pulls Miz off the apron, and that lets Truth be eliminated by Elias almost immediately. And that sends the undercard out, and mm-hmm. they chase Truth around. The Sing Bros, Shelton Benjamin from earlier is there, uh, Brian Kendrick, Jack Gallagher. Those yeah. are the people I could see. Mm-hmm. And then Truth just grabs the title, runs off through the crowd. Yeah. So, a couple things. <coughs> Why didn't Elias become 24-7 champ? Because there was no mention of the 24-7 rule being like suspended or like doesn't work for the match or anything like that. They had to specify before that the rule wasn't in place mm. when Elias was champion, when the brief run he had. He said, and for this match, 24-7 rule doesn't matter. They didn't do it for this match, unless they did it during an ad break or something. But, like, he just yeah. pinned him and didn't become the champ. I was like, okay. I thought they were going to, like, play that up more. To be like, he just pinned the 24-7 champion. But I was like, nope, they just don't mention it. Yeah, which makes sense why it would be an elimination match yeah, as well. exactly, yeah, which uh, is a bit strange, but... Yep, I've got sure. no answers for you. Sure, it what are the make rules? Sense. Yeah, what it are the rules? Doesn't make sense. Um, and also for how smart Shelton Benjamin was being earlier with like, you know what, Corbin's going to use everyone, but that's fine. I'm going to use Corbin. I'm great. He comes out, grabs the title, and pretends he's won it, and then just kind of tries to run off with the title. It's like that's not that's not that's how it works, mate. You've, you've got to you've got to you've got to pin him to win the title. It's actually a game of what is that game? It's rugby. It's it's rugby. <laughs> yeah, it's actually rugby. Yeah. Um, then Strange, the, you had a shrink screen break. Mm-hmm. And it comes back and Shane's just constantly little, having little pop shots at Miz behind the referee's back. But then Miz has a pretty good comeback. Like he dodges out the way of Drew's dive into the timeskeeper's area. And but Miz gets to be on top of Elias. But in the end, numbers overcome him. Drew wins with a claymore. Yeah. Um, it was fine. I didn't really... I didn't care too much, um, mainly because Elias was in it, and I'm not very invested in Elias matches. I love the character. I love Elias. He's great. Yeah. And especially, like, after Raw, he just got beaten up by everyone, just treated like a complete joke. 
And then in this match, we're like, oh no, we, we, we could buy him beating The Miz. It's like, Miz was just feuding with like, Shane McMahon had a really great match at WrestleMania, had a steel cage match at Money in the Bank. Pushing him was like one of one of the bigger upper mid card at the very least for, yeah. for Miz. And we're supposed to buy Elias like facing him in a tag match. I was like, eh, it felt a bit off for me, but. <coughs> it's a shame Miz and Elias have been sucked into that vortex mm. of Shane where they don't have actually any feuds. It's all about playing second to Shane. Yeah, exactly. It, it's, it, it, it really does damage those guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we got Ember Moon backstage. She yeah. walks past Carmella, who's trying to find truth, uh, which is cool. That makes it feel like a big breathing yeah. universe Enjoy backstage. That. And then Moon walks over to Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville, her tormentors for the past few weeks by slapping Jack- Jekyll and Hyde out of her hands yep. and then breaking her switch last week. Mm-hmm. And Mandy and Sonia are eating donuts. Mm-hmm. Apparently that's a thing they do right. uh, on like Twitter. Because they're, apparently they're like really good friends outside yes, of yeah. uh, off the camera as well. And apparently they review donuts a lot. That That's a thing they do. So apparently they just brought that onto the screen, I guess. Well, that's great. That's, sure, I'll, I'd watch that. Yeah, I love donuts. Mm. Uh, and then Moon walks over and just starts shouting at them in the most—I uh, don't know what word it is to describe this. Bad. Well, well there's bad. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely bad. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of like ingenuous. So, so someone, you know, like when someone at school is bullied. And you're like, oh, that's that's a shame they're getting bullied. Mm-hmm. And but you can see them about to boil over. Yep. And then they boil over and start shouting at the jocks, the mm-hmm. cool kids. I'm, yep. I'm air quoting here, yep. who have been doing that in front of everyone, and 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 everyone ends up laughing at them yeah. rather than the quote yeah. cool kids. Yeah. That's what this felt like. There's, I'll, I'm gonna have a reference for the cool kids out here. There's a vine that I remember, Vine used to exist, where there was a kid who seemingly was being bullied or whatever, and he turned around and he said, you know what, I've had enough. I don't care that you broke your elbow. And everyone was like, Think burn! Yeah, it was like, huh? And then people just started laughing. It was exactly that. Mm. It just came up with a line, and you were just like, I wish you were cool, but you're not. Yeah. It was a bit pants. Which which this was totally, um, and then she brawled with them, and the refs broke it up, and and that was that was it. That that, that was another thing. The refs broke <coughs> it up, sort of. They were kind of just standing there, and I mean, Ember and and Sonya could have definitely still continued brawling. There was only like one ref or something who wasn't doing a very good job. Then they just kind of stood there and just going like ah at each <laughs> other. It was just like oh, it just I'm it just, just angry. It, yeah, just so angry. It was just it came off a bit weird. Um, I really wish they just kind of brawled. Mm. Ember had just come over and just be like, I hate you guys. Or, I don't know, a better line than that because that was awful. But you know what I mean? Yeah. Just like, comes out with a cool line, slaps donuts, just like, brawls just with both of them. eats all the donuts. <laughs> yeah, just steals the donuts and walks off. That would have been much better. Um, or some of that. And then she just... The only holes I can sit... The only... <laughs> I don't know, no. I was going to say no. assholes, but then that just sounds also quite sexual. <laughs> Any holes I can see around here, uh, you do. That's <laughs> why, it's why you, you, you spitball things before you usually say them out loud. <laughs> um, but yeah, I really wish Emma Moon looked a lot cooler out of this because she just yes. looked like a nerd. Oh, totally. And that, I think that's what the writing team think of, or at least that's what they're directed to portray her as. Yeah, Thinking sure. that that will... You know, the the viewers will go, oh, yeah, she's our hero. But actually, you kind of, 
you don't want your heroes to be exactly as lame as you are. Yeah. <laughs> you want them to be a bit cooler. Uh, and, that, and then we got our truth running outside. Mm-hmm. And this this was very good. He's got this the 24-7 title. He's got his Uber there, which is driven by referee Rudy Charles. He, he does Uber in his spare time. Yeah. He's my favourite referee He's of amazing. all time. Yeah. yeah. And he, he turns around and he goes, mini-me Carmella? And it's it's Drake Maverick dressed uh, up. Drake Maverick. Thank you. Dressed up as Carmella. And Drake attacks him, uses the car to, to roll up so his legs are elevated. And then he gets in the car, commits Grand Theft Auto, <laughs> steals the car, yeah. and says, I've got a wedding to It's my wedding this weekend. Yeah. Uh, and, and drives off. And then Truth just sits there going... Carmella didn't tell me she was getting married. It's so good. I'm not invited. It was so, there were a, a couple of really good lines peppered in this. Yeah. It was really funny. It was like when uh, when Rudy Charles steps out, Truth just goes, you're an Uber driver and a referee? He yeah. was like, so confused about it. It was great. And Drake just going, I'm getting married, and just drives off with the car. And then uh, Rudy Charles getting just going like, hey, that's my car, just like off to the side. So many like different yes. moving parts. Of what, it was so great. Just like, I just constant laughs throughout the whole thing. It was It was really funny. And I'm really happy for Maverick because mm. he has, like, he he's a guy who's so creative and will just work and work and work and try and get over. And I, the, he, he's he got the 205 Live general manager position. He, he gives that his all. He Absolutely. was put as the manager of AOP. He gave that his all. Yep. But he, he's given this his all, and it's actually, it's, Getting over yeah. to to a better extent, I would argue, mm-hmm. and he has he has probably been the creative backbone of all these twenty four seven segments. He's always in there. He's all I know. Truth is the the poster boy with the actual belt and has provided a lot of the comedy, but it's always Maverick in the background who's doing something. It's that. Remember when he dived to try and get our truth? Yeah, and just slammed into the barricade. Yeah, it's always Maverick who's low key stealing the scene. Yeah, so I'm glad he's got this. Oh, it's like when they were trapped in the lift at the elevator, and he was like, "I'm not, I'm not Hornswoggle. I'm just a very small man." Yeah, it's great. He just, he just has some great lines. So I, I, I mean, I said it yesterday in one of the super chat questions. I, w- I want him to hold this for a long time. Yeah. Uh, and the main event was Kofi and Seth versus Owens and Sami Zayn. And <laughs> so this is a two out of three fools tag match. We've all seen those. You, you'd be forgiven for thinking it wasn't. Yeah. But we all know how these goes. The heels win the first fall. The baby faces have to make the comeback and get the second. And then there's a final decisive fall. Yeah. Uh, it started off with Kofi immediately hitting Trouble in Paradise on Sammy, Seth taking out Owens on the apron, and Kofi pinning Sammy to, to win that first fall immediately, straight into ad break. What's the point? What's the point of the two out of three falls? So the point would then be, look, there's, yeah, there's no storyline or contextual reason for it to be two out of three falls, no. other than Shane McMahon is ping crazy <laughs> yeah. right now. He's bowling, Yeah, is what he's doing. He's trying to get all the pins. <laughs> and he, it's, I get, but structurally, just to, just to whip the crowd into excitement, you have that, but then you get the heels win the second fall by cheating, and then you have some drama at the end. Mm-hmm. That's not what happened. No. KO and Sammy also lost the second fall. Yeah. Which, which, look, Kofi and Seth are the champions. 
they they were they they've been booked very strong. They've both got the big matches this weekend. They should be booked strong. Mm-hmm. But this is at the a stupid detriment of Owens and Zayn. Yeah. Who are big big time guys. And there's no need for them to take this much backlash off it. Because you could have just not done a two out of three yeah. falls match and just have them take one fall and they look so much better for it. But to not e- not even be able to get one fall over Rollins or Kingston, they look terrible. They look rubbish coming out of this. Yeah. It looked really bad. And unfortunately, I didn't even think they would win a fall. As soon as Kofi hit that first Trouble in Paradise mm. and it went straight to an ad break, I was like, so it's just a normal tag match. They've just put a fancy tagline on it. As soon as they came back the from the ad break, the bell rang and I was like, Right, so this is just a normal tag match now. They've, they've just done the first fall to get it out of the way to like just have a fall for no reason. And I was like, and now it's just a normal main event tag match. They just wanted to make it feel different by calling it two out of three falls. And then that was it. And then that's exactly what happened. It was a normal, normal tag match. Quite uneventful, I'd say. In terms of the actual well, I, in-ring action, I didn't rate it that high. The finishing sequence was really good. Finishing sequence was great. Uh, loads of reversals between Owens and Seth. Mm-hmm. Uh, that the stuff on the outside where Kofi just dived over the the, ro- uh, the staircase to take out Sammy. Mm-hmm. That was like the finish was really good. The finishing sequence of wrestling. It's just the result was bafflingly harmful. It was so weird. I did not understand this at all. Yeah, did not did not rate it at mm. all. And like for for. Four talents the caliber of Kofi Kingston, Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn. To have like a fine match, it, it's almost a bad match for them because mm. I know they're capable of so much more. And obviously that's not exactly their fault because it's the way the the agents book matches and stuff. But like you said, the finishing sequence was really good. Enjoyed that. But the rest of the match, I was like, I'm kind of bored, honestly. Like, okay. I, I, I didn't rate this at all because <coughs> it's just, it's the same kind of stuff we've seen from from Kofi and Seth and Kevin and Sammy for ages now. They're, mm. It's just very samey. Uh, the only other thing of note for this match was that Paul Heyman was shown watching from backstage. Wildcard Paul Heyman? Oh, I don't know, actually. <laughs> uh, he's, he's watching on the monitor. They, he's shown just after the ad break and then just again before the end of the show. So I guess WWE sat back and thought, huh, maybe a special guest referee isn't an engaging hook to sell an entire pay-per-view on. Mm. So let's also chuck in the will Brock Lesnar cash in tease as well. Yeah. Which would be okay if we hadn't just had that for the last six weeks. Yeah. With with a rubbish, rubbish ending with the Super Showdown stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, not ending, but the last installment. So yeah, I, overall I would give this episode a uh, a high two out of five. 2.5 out of five. I gave it a SmackDowner. Uh, Is that the bottom no, one? No, that's two out of five. Yeah. Um, I thought there were a couple of really cool segments in this. The Drake Maverick title win, the Moment of Bliss was uh, was fun. The in-ring stuff was fine. It wasn't actively damaging apart from the, the Owens and Zayn yeah, stuff that we yeah. spoke about. Um, but I really enjoyed the, the Ziggler Woods second half of that match. I thought it was really good. Um, but the rest of it, I was just kind of bored. There was not much, not much else redeeming on this mm. show, I'd say. Um uh, and for me, for, uh, I think what dragged my rating down a little bit lower as well was the fact that this is a go-home show. Yeah, for God, Stomping I didn't grounds. even think of that. Yeah. It's a go-home show for Stomping Grounds. Yeah. And like, I came to the end of the show and I was like, I don't care for Sunday at all. Mm. They just had a normal ending with Rollins and Kofi both holding up their titles. And I was like, 
what, what's the angle for Sunday? Yeah. And, it, and it was like the commentators were trying to it's put it Paul over. It's Paul Yeah. And the commentators were trying to put it over to be like, have we just seen the fate of Dolph Ziggler and Baron Corbin? It's like, I don't care. Like, uh-huh. You're really trying, but I just don't care. And he was like, I think it was uh, uh, Todd Phillips came in and said, oh, this is an all-important momentum-building match. It's like, oh, you're trying your hardest, but please stop. Like, you want the momentum. Oh, God, it was... It's why Marty does the spin around before he locks <laughs> in the chicken wing. It's exactly, all about the yeah. talk. All about the momentum, yeah. Uh, so let's get to your su- 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 super chats with Randy Andy Datsun. Yes, let's. And Pete, people are very upset with how negative you've been Ooh. today. Sorry. Yeah. I d- admittedly, I woke up at 3 a.m. this morning. I could not get back to sleep. And I watched this at about 4.30. I mean... Very sleep deprived. You also had upset. to watch so. both Raw and SmackDown like, and review them both. So, I mean, you just kind of... like twice, will grind you Twice down. in two weeks. So. True. It's true. It's okay. Yeah, Luke's back on Monday. I, 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 yeah, I don't often do this. Uh, hey, we've week, got Stomping week on Ground week. on Monday. Oh, God, I uh. need to watch Stomping Grounds. <sighs> anyway. You were sorry. always going to, weren't you? Um, yeah. Jeffrey doesn't want credit for the joke. You're, you're more than welcome <laughs> okay. to take it. I wasn't going to give it to him. Um, <laughs> I told you. And people are suggesting uh, that we should have Bailey Sting versus Llama Luke. <laughs> Luke would be into and it. Pe- a lot of people are suggesting that doesn't really look like Luke is riding a llama. It looks like Luke's doing something else to a llama. <laughs> oh, come on, internet. <laughs> the tail's there. Get your mind out and of the lastly, gutter. It's uh, not a whale. It was announced, apparently, quite clearly that the 24-7 rule was uh, suspended for the match. Really? Oh, I missed that. Did, was it on commentary, or did yeah, they announce apparently. it? Oh, on Lo- commentary. Yeah, That's probably why I missed said it. it. Yeah. Um, but we shall start with our second batch of Super Chats with Ryan B. Bad, who says, do you think the Bailey and Alexa shoot promo was influenced by Cody's comments about Bailey? I don't know what he told Oh, I don't know what he said. I don't know what he said about Bailey. I, no, I haven't seen anything about that. Uh. Speaking of which, everyone stop being so um, unusual about Bailey. Yeah, uh, I mean, that would be spelling her name wrong. No, just... We don't need to get it. Yeah, no, you know. that's fine. Uh, Crazy Lewis says, Luke on a llama. It is Luke on a there llama. There he is. Here They're is in Luke Peru, Ryan apparently. That is actually one of Luke's holiday snaps he sent yeah. it to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No um, Photoshop. Tomo says, love that Tomo. background picture, guys. Um, Snake Lord says, feeling sad that they are advertising Ziggler and Kofi for the Oz show in October. There is no Oz show in October, is yeah, there? They, yeah, they've got a, a house show tour. It's not a, it's oh, not okay. a pay-per-view or anything. But so card yeah. subject to change. They've also, they're also doing it for whatever the September show is. Yeah. So I wouldn't read I mean, too yeah, much Yeah, I wouldn't put that. any stock in it because card subject to change. Also, it's a house show tour, so... They could have anyone on yeah. it. Doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, the Brahma Bull Rock Berto says, "Sup, fellas, stop rolling your R's, Randy." Ha ha. You just did it. Cool. So. Did I? <laughs> Kevin says, "We will get special footage of Drake Maverick wedding, where the bride will be our truth in disguise, who will mm-hmm. pin him on his wedding day." That's what we that's what yeah, suggested. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah. Uh, Tony, oh, you've got to finish surname, haven't you? Tony Pentakainen. Oof. Um, says, should uh, WWE give Woken Matt Hardy another try? I think it's, I think it's past it. Unfortunately, I think yeah. they've they've killed that gimmick. Well done, WWE. Mm-hmm. The only thing that would revive it is him leaving, going to AEW, being with the Young Bucks. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I think that's the only way to do it. No, WWE can't do it. Someone else mm. could, maybe. I think it might should be Pentakane and 
Anyway, Fergal McClement says, WWE is a joke. What's your f- what are your favorite jokes? Mine is, uh, what did the washing? Why did the washing machine laugh? It was taking the piss out of the knickers. Nice. Yeah, that's wow. a good one. Favorite? I don't have a favorite joke. The one that the one that jumps to mind is a is a horribly gross one from Gilbert Gottfried. I can't even say. I can't yeah. even remotely say. It. No, I yeah. can't say the one I'm thinking of either. So yeah, we'll have no, to. We'll, we might tell them on Ramble Club. <laughs> Uh, Patreon exclusive. There's a plug for Patreon. After Dark one where we get drunk. Yeah, yeah. Sean Dunn. He's written this, so I have to roll an R. You don't have to roll an R. Do it without rolling an R. Randy. You guys are awesome. But he's on like eight R's. No, that's... Yeah, that's fine. Randy. Moin Carnib says, What are your thoughts on having the big five pay-per-views only... Per year, along with the two international shows, do you think it'll benefit Raw and SmackDown? So I suppose no B-shows. Yeah. No B-shows. Back how it used to be. Yeah. I mean, uh, it would make them a lot less money. Uh, well, in, in supposedly on paper, it would make them less money, but it would make for a better product in theory. Mm. I I like blow-off shows every month, two months. Mm. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm quite a fan of the, the 12, 12 events a year. Yeah. I'd drop the international shows, if anything. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Rich Hardesty says, Nikki's expressions throughout were great too. Oh, in the... Yeah, it's just... I can't can't really enjoy her because her character has just been completely betrayed. Exactly, yeah. Not her fault. It's the way she's been booked. I I did not even notice her because I was too into what Bliss Mm. and Bailey were saying. I was just kind of focused on them. Seagold V says, Pete is genuinely my new favourite. Pay him more. Pay him more. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I'll look into it. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> um, Danny, your boy DeVito says, Bailey heel turn and then. No, don't say it. Bailey sting. Yeah. <sighs> Nathaniel Davies, thank you very much for your generous donation. Zach Lindner says, by the time Luke returns, WWE is going to be crap again. Again? Has it got better? I guess Raw was was comparatively better than it has been. (laughs) Raw was average. I can't wait to catch him up. He's going to be like, so what happened? I'd be like, so Shane McMahon's gone pin crazy. And there are about 50 pins a week on TV. He's mm-hmm. like, what? So there's 50 matches? No, there's four matches. <laughs> Everyone's pinning everyone. No, it, he'll come back and be like, what did I miss? You'd be like, nothing. Yep, that as well. He'll come back with his favorite Peruvian, Peruvian wrestler who he's like, oh, they should really sign him. He's just watching mm. a local show. The llama. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Jobber JJ says, Ollie, you are welcome. Looking forward to Ramble Club. Cool. Me too. Yeah, it's going to be fun. We're recording it is always Friday. a blast. Um, can I be in? It's my birthday on the Sunday. Uh, it depends how many mics. <laughs> you, you're usually in it. Yeah. yeah. That's fair enough. Yeah. RJ Calmarin says nothing, but thank you very much for your donation, as does Griff1988. Thanks. Thank you very both. much. Wesley Martinez says, will the, world, will the mid-card Vortex and the Omnichain consume Bray Wyatt? Imagine Ooh. a Corbin and Wyatt tag champ run. <coughs> it screams ratings. Brackets, totally kidding. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I can see that happening in six months. Yeah, but not in the not in the two months after Bray Wyatt's redebuted. I think they'll give it a go 
botch it, and then, yeah, that will happen. Yeah, yeah, sounds about right. Tim Arndt says, roll these R's, Randy. Don't let them hold you back. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't do it. I didn't. <laughs> uh, Cesar Vasquez says, nothing but thank you very much for your donation. Uh, Go Soup says, quick shout out to Sir Datsun for being so helpful with my Dominion prediction. So take my money and give me merch. P.S. Pete, who will be the next Bond? So basically, mm. uh, he did submit his predictions, but for whatever reason, he actually like screenshotted them all for me as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but for whatever reason, it didn't count. So I uh, yeah. I helped him out and, and put them in anyway. Nice. Um, if that does happen, by the way, to anyone, do let me know because I can always fix it. Um, well, when when yeah. will the stomping grounds? The stomping grounds prediction will be going up. After this, in fact. Ooh, sweet. Um, so get over so, there. Yeah, uh, now that SmackDown's over, although they probably will have three more <laughs> matches. Which, uh, by the way, we're talking about the predictions for Wrestle League, which you can get if you are a pledge hammer on Patreon, and mm. you can uh, vie for the title of the Wrestle Wrestle League Trophy Emoji Trophy, as uh, modelled by Ollie mm. here. Currently belongs to Laurie Blake in our office, but if you finish first overall for each season, you get sent one. Um, and uh, this season runs from WrestleMania to SummerSlam. Mm. So if you want to get involved, five uh, sorry, it's yeah, five dollar pledge hammer or above. And currently on top of the fans uh, leaderboard is James G. So you, he's is the that man just, to catch. Just one leader. Uh, well, I am, but. That doesn't count. No, exactly. So the fan leaderboard, I believe, yes, he is. The, it's just, 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 it's you, just and, you and James G. He's start. the only number one apart from you. Because um, usually we've got like five yeah, number Yeah, normally you have like five or six. I mean, I, I'm... I'll, I'll tell you in a second after I've done it. I haven't got very good Wi-Fi here, so I'm... Uh-huh. But I will also, load... next Bond, quickly. Oh, uh, next Bond. Um, 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 I'd love to see Idris Elba. I think he'd be great. Cool. Nice. Um, Angel Perez... <laughs> Says it should have been me merchandise, please. It should have been me merchandise. I think he yeah. wants merchandise. Sure. Yeah, we'll yeah, we'll get right on that. Yeah. Before we've sorted out our own merch stuff. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh Paul Acosta says, uh Dolph versus InSync, who's it gonna be on a pole match? It's <laughs> quite a good one. I don't get I like it. it. A- NSYNC did a did a song. Who's it gonna be? And then Dolph is like, oh. it's going to be me. With right, the stuff. right. I've got so it. So they're vying for the title. Yeah, okay, cool. That's cool. I, yeah, totally got, I totally got it. I totally yeah, got it totally first got it. time. Yeah. Jobber JJ says, Ollie, I would love to watch Money in the Bank 2012 with you. Can I? 2012. Oh, that's a weird request. 2012. What happened at 2012? I don't know. 2011. Sorry, 2011. Oh, 2011. Oh, that makes so much more sense. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it does make more sense. You're right. Yeah, uh, yeah well, I, 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 I get drunk on about a bi-monthly basis and watch <laughs> it, so you're, you can come round. <laughs> uh, I must uh, apologise. It is Eric Cuminale at the top of the fans leaderboard. Uh so he's on 45, James G is on 44, okay. and Mr. Booth, and one of my favourite names, Chris Brimstone, Ooh, are also on 44, and then the Ollie uh, over there with a bunch of other people is on 43, but I am top with 48. Jesus. Um, so, uh, what was the next one? Paul Acosta says, everyone at WrestleTalk, beware of the Omni Ollie. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Jared Thomas says, "How is Dolph's superkick more powerful than others?" Um, it's just the way you perfect a move. Yeah, I, I, I wish they made more of this. Like a guy's finisher 
should be really effective because they that's them doing it. But when mm-hmm. someone else does it, they haven't spent their whole careers perfecting it. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like when uh, Stone Cold and The Rock, if one of them did the other person's finisher, I don't think they ever won off someone else's finisher if... No. It's probably and like when Randy probably Orton happened. And John Cena were doing their each other's moves. Yeah, exactly. It's never quite as effective because it's not yeah. their move, you know. R. J. Calmarin says Drake Maverick is the MVP on SmackDown this week. Yeah, yeah. agreed on that one. Yeah, or Alexa Bliss. That Alexa Bliss, yeah, I'd say. Harm Maxim says, uh, "Is the Deep Six a barren manhood reference?" <laughs> I hope not. Well, I'm. Just, if I. What is it a reference to? I have no idea. What does deep? I've never thought. What does deep no, six mean? I know. But now I'm not going to be able to unhear there, that. There's a lot of moves. Where I'm just like, what does that even mean? Yeah. Well, now we got send them in. Yeah, we got. Oh no, we, mm, we no, got poor choice. All right. uh, Ruben George says supporting Wrestle Talk. Also looking forward. Look, sorry, looking for an Ollie Davis issued nickname for myself. Keep up the great work. <coughs> What's the name? Reuben George. Well, George. It's Jorge, oh, right? Jorge. You don't have to roll your R for that. I just did it without it. George Jorge. Mm. George. No, Reuben Jorge. Reuben Jorge. Reuben Jorge. Reuben the Asda man. Reuben Jorge. <laughs> Because George is a uh, brand, yeah. brand of brand clothing Asda. with a name like that. He's probably not. He's probably not, <laughs> not from, from the UK. Asda. So I don't, yeah, I don't know. Uh, know sorry, Ruben, that was very poor. Um, William Adams says, "I have a theory that Black is trapped in the same vortex room as Mojo Rawley was for Ooh, months." Oh yeah, just just next to him. Any Mojo's now, on Black a mirror. Can have a bit of paint on his eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 They're a tag They'll team. form a tag team. Oh, it writes itself. Yeah. Um, Black Mojo. Uh, that's nope. a good name. Uh, William Sounds like a, an ex, a blaxploitation movie <laughs> from the 70s. John Marth says, Ollie seemed a bit irked at my E3 question last week. Didn't think there'd be so many potential screen stalker plug opportunities before it. Sorry. Which one? Hmm? There was an E3, E3 question last week? Oh, E3. Th- maybe. Would it have been so like many. favorite E3 announcement or like? It might have said that, remember. and you were like, "Hey, go to Screen Stalker," and he Stalker. thought you were angry about it. Oh, he oh, was. Uh, uh, oh, I maybe he was only mock angry. I think he wouldn't was, stop was. going probably, on about it. <laughs> I think it was probably me plugging it, and then you were like, "Yeah, let's talk about wrestling or something like that." <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Jared Thomas says, "Did WWE ban KO's pop-up power bomb?" No, 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 no. They just changed it to a stunner to get him over as a face and yeah. then turned him heel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Danny Boy DeVito says, would EC3 make a good AOP manager? No. 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 You're just <laughs> saying that because they've got three letters or ca- three characters in their name. I mean, he's a good promo. So I think he could probably do managerial stuff well, but he's a wrestler. You know earlier when you were having a go at Akam's voice? I was like, yeah. is Pete having a go at the one who's Romanian? Because you know one, you know, no, Rezar is Romanian and Akam's Canadian. Yeah. Yeah. So no, it was it was okay. a, it was good English though. It yeah. was it was really yeah, no, like but fluent I, I English. I forgot which one was which, and I was thinking, yeah. oh my, is he having a go at the no, one who's no, not, no, not native I'm not, speaker? I'm not, I'm not saying his English was bad. Or <laughs> not anything. English. I'm just saying his voice was yeah didn't really suit a big hulking man. Marcus Roman says, I think Teddy Long has been lurking around the building because there's so many <laughs> tag team matches this on this show. Holla, holla, player. Potentially, yeah. but it's all about them pins. Yeah, I know. That was never Teddy's game. Nope. 
It was always a tag team match or a one-on-one with The Undertaker. That was his thing. Um, John DiPietro, Randy Datsun's number two fan, says, Why are people mad at Pete? He is the NXT of WrestleTalk. Developmental. The NXT of WrestleTalk. Developmental, but generally better. Yeah. Yeah. Sure, yeah, we'll go with it. I'll take it. That's a lofty title. Um... Nate dropped surname. Solid job on commentary, Pete. I think this is when people started coming to your coming to your <laughs> aid <laughs> to when everyone was getting <laughs> so angry. Many people were trashing me. In Thumbs the, in up the live emoji. Chat. Um, Omega says, "Keep up the good work." Great recaps. Nate Robinson, sorry, you says there is a ready-made story that can be the most compelling thing WWE has ever done. Just sitting there. Triple H versus Vince for the company. Thoughts? We've had that. No, we've, we've, we've that talked about this so many times. Yeah. It's just. It's not compelling. It's, yeah. It's I th- it's, it, yeah. Because no, no one, unless you are the most casual of casual fans, would ever buy that storyline. Because you know that Vince is in charge. It could be good, but I don't, I don't think the answer is more McMahon's no, more exactly. stuff now. Uh, and five more. Um, Seth says, can't watch live, but here's some dollar for my B-Day. We've had a lot of birthdays. We have. Um, or maybe he's saying it's for his B-Day. <laughs> yeah. Could be. Could be one From of the, the B-Day. Well, yeah. Ha- yeah, happy birthday, Seth. Happy, happy birthday. Um, Fly Guy GBG says, WWE is garbage, unfortunately. But hi, guys. Hi. Hey. Yeah. And yes. Hi. Hi, fly Sometimes by. it can fly be. Guy. Want it to be better though. Kyle Friedland says, or Friedland says, uh, AEW making Jungle Boy uh, and Luchasaurus a tag team. Oh. Uh, I don't around. know why they would. Has that been uh, teased I, on BTE? Yeah, been carrying around him on his shoulders like everywhere they go. They could work quite I, well together. Yeah, a high flyer and a guy that big. I feel like they're. I Lucha think I, I read in the jungle. somewhere. I feel hmm. like I read somewhere that they were like a tag team beforehand somewhere. But I might be completely talking out of out of uh, your beard. My beard, yes. The, uh, they can't said in the Stone Cold podcast that the tag team tournament's going to be a huge part of the first weeks of TV. So yeah, maybe they need more tag teams to be a part mm-hmm. of that. Yeah. Um, two more. Uh, the Adnap Two says the tagline for the Wrestle Talk dirt sheet should be. Time to take S word for poop and wipe ass. Ah, yes. <laughs> yeah. It's about it's a, a podcast one. discussion on a... Uh, toilet toilet practices. Yeah. And the dirt sheets, it's called. Yes. Our last one is from Rocky Balboa, who oh, says, How no. you been, Ollie Stop Pete it. and Randy Andy? Why would you roll? Why? Terrible now. <laughs> Terrible. Awful. Well, thank you all so much for your super chats. So I, I managed to find in the uh, interim the follow-up email from Blake Ham, which I swear I wrote, uh, read out, but apparently I didn't. Maybe maybe my memory's at fault. Yeah, or maybe I read it out on the NXT. Yeah, could have done. Why, why would I have done that? I don't know. Anyway, uh, another email from Blake Ham. You, you um, God damn you, Blake Ham. I know. But a recap so far. Oh, yeah, yeah we, yeah, we should probably have, recap this. Yeah, we don't we have WWE's it. video... Uh, package editing department. No. Blake Ham emailed in for a wrestle talk get better because he wanted to lose some weight, I believe, mm-hmm. or start yes. going to the gym and get back in shape. And we were like, oh man, that sounds tough, but at least you've got an awesome name, Blake Ham. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And then he carried on saying, yeah, because I'm only tw- I'm 20. Like, well, 
that's I, yeah loads you, of time loads yeah. of time and then he's like i'm just it's tough because i'm trying to study for my law degree mm-hmm. and this and i've got my this wife and my three children third child on the way or something mm-hmm. he sent us a picture and it's like the most perfect family <laughs> with a beautiful wife and three beautiful children and blake ham does does already look in shape yeah yeah and he's called blake ham and he's called blake so ham so we said yeah, you, this is just the big humble brag, Blake Ham. It's mm-hmm. a humble ham. Yeah. And now that's been added to the the welcomes. Mm-hmm. Hello to all of us, not to Randy Andy Datsun. And screw you, Blake Ham. Exactly, yeah. So, But it's all men in nice chests. So this is a follow, follow-up, because <coughs> he sent a brief one just saying, is my new gimmick Matt Hardy V1? Mm-hmm. Uh, in which case I've got lots of facts about Blake Ham, and I believe yes. you said... Send in all the facts. Oh, yeah. So we've got a follow-up from Blake Ham, who says, Fun fact, Blake graduated high school when he was 16 years old. Is is that early? Or, yeah, uh, high school was 18. I Are you kidding be. me? High school should be 18, I'm pretty certain. Are these shoot facts? These are shoot facts from Blake Ham. So high school is 16 to 18 years old? Yes. So Blake Ham could have gone to university or college. College? At, at the 16. age of 16. Mental. Um, nothing you guys said was remotely offensive, so bring on the heat, you pieces of crap. <laughs> also, he said, the day I'm going to turn you into honey <laughs> roasted ham, Blake. <laughs> Your name is Blake Ham, we'll get ready for pork chop. Yes. Uh, that's a quote from Toy Story. Uh, also, the day you read out my email was my 21st birthday, so now I'm 21. And amazing. You're nearly dead, Blake Ham. Yeah, it's just that's, so old. That's what's take away from that. Um, so he's saying, he said in the last email that his last name isn't actually Ham mm. anymore, but it used to be. So oh, now, yeah, th- funny th- convoluted th- story, he said. <laughs> it's not very funny. It's a bit dark, actually, oh. but we'll, we'll go with it. So the story behind my last name is that I didn't meet my dad until my senior year of high school. He left after he kidnapped me when I was four. Is what he says. Oh, I was just about to make a joke. Yeah, so no, that's that, good that you, yeah. you. I didn't get a chance yeah. to do that. So he said, so legally, my last name was McMullen, which was his last name, uh, but I didn't associate with him, so I used my mum's last name, which was Ham. Then she divorced and remarried, so I was also no longer associated with Ham, so I went back to being McMullen. Uh, I've considered changing my last name to Marshall, which is his middle name, but with the amount of paperwork involved, I just decided to stick with McMullen. Or Ham. Or Ham. Look, Go Ham, with Ham. Ham's a good name. My, I think I've said this before. My, my entire family, my mum, my dad, my sister, and me, have got consensus that one day we're going to change our name to Javago's. <laughs> yes, you told me this before. <laughs> uh, it's amazing. actually the name of our WhatsApp group, the Javago's. <laughs> so we... All the We'll all be the Javago's. <laughs> Popping around the Javago's for a cup of tea. Um, there's not much else he just says much love Blake from Texas okay so I want some more facts I also want to know if that's a genuine fact because you could you could just do Matt Hardy Mm. because those V1 facts were the joke was they were obviously not true yeah exactly (coughs) and really Um, over the top like Chuck Norris can divide by zero Mm. that sort of stuff yeah which is funny and make that your gimmick if so or tell us if these are real. Yeah, please please do let us know if it's real, because that lets us know whether we can make jokes about them or not. Mm. Um, and that would be good to know, so we don't God, offend anybody. Graduated at 16. It's yeah, got two years that would be us. insane. If, if, that's, if that one's true, that would be nuts. I've got, a friend, crazy. I've got a friend who was moved up one year, mm-hmm. but in reality, it was a month. 
Like he's born yeah. in September, mm. so and the, you know school school year cut off is like end of August. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, right. We've got uh, we've got another email from Sam, who emails in to say to say to Luke, Ollie, Chopper, Pete, housemate Simon, but not Randy, Andy, or Blake Ham. Stop being so cool, Blake. <laughs> In my opinion, the brand split needs to be needs to separate the brands as much as possible by giving each show their own pay-per-views, but rather than having one every two weeks, have them spread out over two months, e.g. Raw in January, SmackDown in February, Raw in mm. March, etc. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Thanks, guys. Leicester's biggest WrestleTalk fan, Sam from Leicester. P.S. I'll beco- I will become a pledgehammer once I return from my holiday to Skeg- Skeg Vegas. Skeg- Vegas. Skeg Vegas. It's S-K-E-G Vegas. No idea. Uh, High five emoji. Love heart emoji. Uh, Oh, no. Never mind. That's from a different email. (laughs) Just the emojis have slipped in. Yeah, I just was going to start reading a different email. putting emojis in Sam from Leicester's mouth. (laughs) No, the the emojis are his. There was another line that I was about to read from a different email. Um, Yeah, I totally agree. I think... So that was originally the plan, it wasn't was. it? It was, yes. <coughs> um, the, the, problem you're, the only problem with that, I totally agree with everything you've said, is you're, you've then got eight weeks to, between pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. And while that shouldn't be a problem, like that's how WWE used to operate in the 90s. They didn't always have a, a monthly pay-per-view. You'd have a few a year. And they were the big ones, and they felt all the more special for it. It's when they they changed the model to include the in-your-house shows, which eventually just became their own pay-per-views after that. And, you, yeah, so you don't... Eight weeks could work, but WWE aren't good enough to plot eight weeks of TV without a, a payoff. Mm-hmm. And you just get stuck with this really boring middle part. So, in theory, I totally agree with you, Sam. Yeah. And probably looking at the landscape today, I still agree with you. Yeah. Even though in practice, I know it won't work. Yeah. At, but in practice, it will work better than all the stuff that isn't working at the moment. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I th- yeah. I think on paper, it makes so much more sense to, to give them more time to build stories because everything right now feels rushed and unimportant because we have show after show after show and no one cares about any of it because we just get rematches because they can't come up with anything new. But, like, they have the capability, if they wanted to, to write eight weeks of television. Triple H just did it for Mm, NXT. They just recorded eight episodes worth to take them all the way up to take over Toronto. Eight weeks, eight, sure, that's only eight hours and not uh, a lot. 16 hours for SmackDown and 24 hours for Raw. Granted, it's not as many, but they still planned it. And that was in a week. From a, from TakeOver 25, they just planned out eight weeks of television. It's possible to do it if they wanted to. They just don't want to. Mm. Because they, ha- they react week on week to what works and what doesn't. Which, again on paper, is a good thing. But it never works out that way because they don't know how to judge what's good and what's bad. Because they base it off a week-to-week reaction and not a long-term reaction. So again, on paper, yes, I agree won't work in practice because that's not the way they operate unfortunately um i think that's actually all the time we've got for 
emails for this week. Sorry, they were a bit a bit thin on the ground, but we had a few tangents. But this was this was a full ten minute intro and outro. Full intro and outro for the first we time since we, since Luke's left. Got a full intro <laughs> and outro. Uh, but thank you guys for very much for listening to the uh, to the Wrestle Ramble this week. Uh, Laurie and I will be back tomorrow for the NXT Ramble, and then Ollie and I back again on Saturday for the Weekend Ramble. Come on, you got this. I'm not gonna say it you, this time. You've got, you've got it. I, I, do you want me to do my catchphrase? Something chopper based. Oh, something chopper based. Oh God. Uh, uh. Get to the chopper. No, that's awful. That's terrible. Do you know Thank- that's a reference? Yes, of course I know that's a. Well, reference. you didn't know what the omen was earlier. Oh, well, so. Yeah, that's on an entirely different recording. Mm-hmm. But uh, thank you guys for listening, and we'll. No, chop you later. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say we'll chop you later, but that's not even close. See you guys later. Thanks for listening. Thanks. I've been I've been Pete Quinnell. This is Ollie (laughs) Davis, and chop you later. Chop you later. Chop you later. Bye. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.